take your time. You don't need to rush into a position or sprint to that full-time position. Take your time doing those internships, those fellowships, and learning under as many dietitians as you can. Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports RD Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. I'm so excited to have Auburn Wisensale today on the podcast. Auburn will remind you to take your time and take pride in the process of becoming a sports RD. Auburn Wisensale joined the University of Pittsburgh Department of Athletics in September of 2016 as the Director of Nutrition. As a registered dietitian, Auburn works with baseball, basketballs, cross country, gymnastics, lacrosse, soccer, softball, swimming and diving, track and field, volleyball, and wrestling teams. Auburn does team nutrition education as well as nutritional counseling. Additional services she provides to student athletes include body composition assessments, grocery store tours, cooking demos, supplement education, hydration testing, and weekly samples at the fueling station referred to as Taste It Tuesday. Before her time at Pitt, Auburn worked as a sports nutrition assistant for the University of Florida. While with the Gators, she assisted with men and women's golf, women's lacrosse, and cross-country teams. Auburn also spent time at Indiana University as a Gatorade Sports Nutrition Immersion Program Fellow, working with men and women's tennis, field hockey, and rowing teams. Prior to that, she spent time as an intern for Tara Guidis, nutrition consulting with the Orlando Magic, University of Central Florida, and Run Disney. She also worked as a sports nutrition intern at the University of Virginia, where she primarily worked with football. A 2013 graduate of James Madison University with a Bachelor's of Science in Dietetics, Auburn was a four-year letter winner on the field hockey team. She was a four-year National Academic Squad member and finished fifth in JMU history in freshman game-winning goals. Auburn completed her dietetic internship through the Pennsylvania State University and Penn State Milton S. Hershey Medical Center. She went on to pursue her master's degree in applied exercise science with a concentration in sports nutrition from Concordia University in Chicago. Let's jump in and let's meet Auburn. Hi, Auburn. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Liz. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, just so everybody knows, it is election day today. It's a historic episode on Sports Hardy Snippets. It's November 3rd, 2020. And it's like, if this year couldn't get crazier, it's like, everything's just so heightened today. But yeah, hopefully it will be a good result. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it looks like pit fuel. You guys are killing it. How's it been just adjusting with COVID and life in Pittsburgh? It's been really good. Our administration has been really supportive of bringing the athletes back, getting them back into competition and practices. So um, the summer was tough, phasing everybody in um, and having them quarantined for 14 days and getting them meals and everything. Um, But it's been great now that they're back and and competing. um, We're lucky that we have so much support. That's amazing. Yeah, because all your teams are going, right? 
Mm -hmm. Wow. That's pretty good in a pandemic. It is. Yeah. All right. So I like to start these episodes off with how we know each other. So I actually met Auburn at the CPSDA bootcamp in 2016 in Tennessee. Were you, did you just start SNP or that was like midway through your SNP? That was midway through my SNP at IU. That's so funny. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's probably like a hundred people at, I mean, obviously CPS, everyone's CPSDA is really close or you get to know each other pretty quickly, but like, I didn't really know many people going and we just, I think we like sat next to each other and you were like, yeah, I'm doing the SNP program with Amy Friel at Indiana. And I was like, oh, like I'm applying for that program. Do you like it? Um, and it's just so funny. Cause I feel like ever since then we've always kind of been friends, but yeah, but yeah, anyways, the CPSDA bootcamp this year is, is actually virtual. So if you're afraid of going alone, don't worry, it's virtual this year, but it's, it's basically, it's a great opportunity. If like, maybe you want to be, you definitely want to become a sports dietitian, but I really feel like the bootcamp really solidifies it for you. And I felt like when I went, it really like brought the CPSDA website to life. Like it wasn't just like these people on a listserv is like, Oh, like, like these are the people behind the website. So like, if you or a student or maybe a, like a second career dietitian, it's a really great opportunity and it's virtual. So you don't have to pay for like housing or um, transportation or anything like that. So um, I would highly recommend going. Yeah, I really enjoyed bootcamp too. Um, the networking was probably one of my favorite parts. And then just listening to Scott Sienert's supplement talk and Amy Kopp's nutrition assessment talk. Um, we're all very helpful and then trying to apply to my practice. Awesome. All right. So let's jump in. Auburn, can you take us through your career path up until this point where you started and where you are today? Sure. So I started my career in sports nutrition as a volunteer at the University of Virginia with Randy Bird. So I was a division one field hockey player at James Madison University. And at that time we didn't have a full-time sports dietitian. So I didn't really understand what it was like to have that or what a full-time sports dietitian really did um, until I emailed Kelly Rossi and Randy Bird at UVA and just asked if I could either shadow them or volunteer with them in the summer. Um, and Randy was like, we don't take volunteer or we don't take shadow uh, people, but you can come volunteer. Um, and so I, I plan to volunteer just a couple of days a week throughout the summer. And after my first day, I was like, Randy, can I come back tomorrow? Uh, can I come back like 6 a.m.? I'll be here for lift. Oh, um, and since then, like I came back every, I was there every day through the whole summer. I ended up then like getting a sublease in Charlottesville after my lease at JMU ran out and stayed there to learn as much as I could just volunteering. And then after that, I went on to do my dietetic internship. And then that's when I got the SNP with Amy Friel at Indiana. Um, I was there for about a year. And then I um, got the nutrition assistant position at University of Florida. Um, and then shortly after that, the pit job opened up. So I jumped on that, wanting to get a little bit closer to home. And then here I am. Wow. That's amazing. So I know you talked about being a student athlete at James Madison prior to deregulation. What was that like? Like any thoughts now that you kind of get to see? It's kind of pretty, I mean, I don't know if it's cool now. Or you're like, oh, I wish I had that. But um, that program's like booming. So is that what is that like thinking about what you could have had, but then also seeing like what they have now? 
Yeah, no, it's awesome. I, I mean, of course I wish that I had that and wish my teammates had those resources, but that was one of the reasons why I wanted to then become a, diet, a sports dietitian after I saw what Randy did at UVA to like see what those athletes got that I didn't get to like then be that resource to other athletes. And then, um, yeah, Chelsea Burkhart went in and started that program. And then um, now JMU even has a SNP. Um, so that's awesome. That's so cool, yeah. Yeah. And Lauren Hartman is doing an awesome job of running that program. So it's great to see my alma mater and the field hockey team get nutrition resources now. That's so cool. Um, going into your fifth year at Pitt, that's so crazy. Has it really, are you really going into your fifth year? Yeah, I know. Time flies. Please. Any thoughts or perspective on your growth during this time? Yeah, I mean, from where I started four years ago, now going into my fifth, um, I never thought that I would, you know, be in a position to be building a program and, and be got like as far as we've gotten. Um, but yeah, I mean, the program has grown, but I've also grown um, as a sports dietitian and continue reaching out to other sports dietitians to see how they've built their program and what worked for them. Um, and has helped me kind of establish how I want to run things or how I want to do things. Um, but putting together all of my different experiences as to what worked at um, Indiana versus what worked at Florida and maybe what worked at UVA or what didn't work here and there. And how can I mush all of those together into something that might work at Pitt? Um, and then going through the struggles of that maybe one route I wanted to take didn't work as well. And then having to kind of reassess and um, go back and try something different. That's probably where the biggest growth happens. Yeah, no, that's a really good point about like, I feel like everyone can kind of relate to if you're, you know, at a school that taking your past experiences and seeing what worked at other schools, seeing what didn't. And it's really cool to be able to like, take what you like and leave what you don't want, um, yeah. and bring it to your next place. And um, like you kind of said, every place is different, but like those things that you might not like at a school that you're at, like, I guess, don't take it too personally. It's really just a part of your experience. And it's actually really cool when you move on and you're like, oh, like that might've not worked the way I wanted it there, but that's not a bad thing because now I know what, what it could look like when I bring it here. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and there were also times where when I was in it, as an intern, maybe I didn't understand fully why it was the way it was because I hadn't seen enough places yet. And then now as I'm running it, I'm like, oh, that's why this has so many moving parts to it because you have to cover all these bases and be so thorough about XYZ. Yeah, I agree. Being a SNP mentor now, what has been the most rewarding part as a previous SNP fellow so far? Um, yeah, watching our SNP grow and just um, like take things and run with it. So in the beginning when she started, um, she would do a lot with me alongside of me. Um, and then it got to the point where I could quickly turn, turn things over to her, um, like go do the swim education, go follow up with your athletes, um, find a way to be impactful and be creative. And she has, um, you know, just gained their trust and been able to um, make such an impact already. It's really fun to see her just keep growing. That's so cool. Do you see yourself like in her when you were like a SNP fellow? Like, are there things that you're like, 
oh, that felt like me or that you can kind of relate to? So yeah, I, I do see a little bit of myself in my SNP fellow, but when I started my SNP, I was very timid and, and kind of quiet where it took me some time to like break out of my shell within the first couple of months, I would say. Um, but with Emma, our SNP fellow, she, she is just a go-getter. She um, is ready to tackle anything um, and she's awesome. What, what do you feel like, how did you feel like you flipped the switch from like starting out SNP, like feeling timid? Cause I, I can relate to that. It's like a new environment and like everything's new to you. So it's just kind of like, I don't want to say scary, but it just, it's new. How do you feel like you kind of flipped the switch? Yeah, I think the more, the more I was around it and the more I was just like immersed in that experience, um, the more confident I became. And then by the end of my SNP and then going into like my full-time position at Pitt, you know, once I was on my own, I was forced to step up and you don't really have time to be timid. You have to, you know, earn the respect of coaches and your athletes and administrators. And so by that time, I no longer really felt timid anymore. I felt confident and comfortable to take on whatever was next, but that was all from like the mentoring of Amy um, Friel and Brittany Bearden, just kind of pushing me out there and, you know, letting me be a dietitian in my SNP. That's amazing. What's the best piece of advice you've received in your career up until this point? Um, I would say the one of the best pieces of advice was from Amy Friel in my SNP where um, she had said that not trying something is failing. So always try something. And if it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, at least you know to you know try the other way or try something else. But to just not try at all is failing. Um, so always try something. Um, so that came from, it was really just instead of taste it Tuesdays at Indiana, we did, I started a what's new Wednesday. And so it really stemmed from that and where, um, she was telling me that, you know, if, if we don't try something or don't try a certain sample, cause we're afraid the athletes aren't going to like it. That's, that's like failing in itself, where if we are just going to go for it and try it. And it's okay if they don't like it, at least we tried. And so um, that's kind of where the whole, like if you're not trying, then you're failing. So get people to try things and learn whether they like it or not. Yeah, no, that's really good. Not to get super deep on that, but I was just trying to think about like, like if you're not trying, then you're failing. But I feel like when you go for it and you just like try it, like I don't even know if it's failing. You honestly open up another door, even right. if you don't even intentionally mean to, like, it might feel like you failed if like the athletes, I guess in your case, like didn't like it, but maybe you find out what they actually do like, right. Something like that. So I think you can relate that to a food event, like you just said, or also like your life as well. Like usually when you go for it, the worst that can happen is that I don't even know, like someone says physically no, or you don't get something, but like you're going to learn more about yourself and then another door is going to open that you might not even have known were there. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I apply that in like different processes that we have put into place just as a new sports nutrition program that like just put something out there that we think is our best foot forward. But if something doesn't work, we can always change it and learn from that and, and do what works.
And you can always ask for feedback. Right. <laughs> what is the most rewarding yet unexpected part of your career up until this point? Um, the most rewarding and unexpected, I would say, is, I mean, being here at Pitt and uh, like establishing the program and continuing to grow it. I never thought I would be the director at Pitt and then being able to grow a program. Um, but then here I am and you're in it and you just do it. And so it's been very unexpected, but it's been so rewarding um, because it never stops. We're always going to keep growing and there's always something that we can be better at. We can be more impactful with our athletes. Um, we can continue educating them in new ways. So um, it's really cool to, to keep growing it, knowing that it's never going to stop. That's awesome. All right. What are the rewards and challenges of being a sports dietitian at Pitt? Yeah, the rewards are just seeing the athletes like get what they need and be educated and start implementing those things in their training and um, have them come to you and say, Auburn, I started, you know, eating lunch regularly and I feel so much more energized yeah. and practices are great. Um, and it's like, well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're feeling that. Um, but it's like the little educations that are starting to stick with them. Um, those are probably some of the most rewarding where you can see it directly impact the athlete. Um, but then like, you know, as a program, as a whole getting, I have two additional fellows in, in addition to the SNP. Um, so getting those positions and, um, we're about to open our second renovated fueling station. So, um, those are some rewarding things where, again, it took a couple of years of me pushing for the fact that we needed them, but um, they were in the works and now they're starting to come to life. So some of the challenges I would say initially, we needed to develop and implement a weight and body composition policy at Pitt. Um, and a lot of the coaches were not happy with being unable to receive the like hard numbers of what someone's weight or body fat percentage was anymore. Um, and so that was really challenging having to sit in front of each of those coaches and listen to them, try to tell me that um, they feel like they can no longer do their job because they're not getting a body fat percentage number. Um, but, you know, staying strong on that and knowing that we're protecting the athlete, um, but still giving them enough data in terms of trends um, that they can still have what they need to do their job. Um, now, years down the road, coaches are having a lot of success without getting those hard numbers. Um, so they're starting to come around um, and, and realize that they don't need a, a hard body fat percentage or a hard weight um, to know what to do with a player. Um, yeah. And I, I think that you make a really good point, like holding your ground and, and being supported through admin is super, super, super important. And it's not like you took away everything from the coaches. Like obviously a lot of sports citations, we know like trends are kind of the middle ground on how to keep, I think the biggest thing is how do you keep everyone in the loop, but mm -hmm. still protecting the athlete. And I think that's just a really good example of like your role as a sport dirty and making that impact you know, in the best interest of your student athlete and also the coaches too, because those numbers would probably just drive them crazy for no reason and not have much purpose as we right. know. 
Right. And we meet um, pretty regularly as like with the coaching staff and the strength staff and athletic training and myself to kind of talk through the athletes progress in general anyway. So um, they're still getting information that they need to do their job. It's just, you know, again, not those things that could negatively impact the student athlete. All right. Are you ready for the rapid fire round? Let's go. <laughs> All right. What should people know about Pittsburgh? Uh, the food scene's really great. Ooh, what's the best thing to get? Uh, there's just a lot of different restaurants that are like new and trendy that are always opening. I haven't even tried them all yet. <laughs> Not salute smoothies. <laughs> yeah, I'm I've a fan. All, those. <laughs> all right, Hannah Montana, our sweet life of Zach and Cody. Hannah Montana for sure. Same. same. Favorite type of bagel or favorite bagel? Egg bagel. Same. Whoa. All right. Yes. With cream cheese and cranberry juice. That's so random. <laughs> I like mine as a sandwich. <laughs> oh, what do you put in it? Oh, like just like egg, more egg. Oh, double egg. Okay. All right. If you didn't become a dietitian, what career would you have chosen? That's a great question. I always think about how I was so fascinated with like meteorology and really? oh my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, food and nutrition was way more appealing at the end. So you wanted to be a meteorologist though? It just like looking, it's like thinking about like studying the weather <laughs> and all of that scientific. I actually can like picture you on the news. I feel like you'd be good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right last question are you ready yeah let's do it if you could tell your younger rd self one thing what would you say uh take your time so you don't need to rush into a position or sprint to that full-time position take your time doing those internships those fellowships and learning under as many dietitians as you can um because again, every dietitian does things a little bit differently and every school is a little different. So um, learn from as many of those as you can before you sprint to that full-time job where maybe you're the only dietitian there. Yeah, that's a really good point. Take your time. And I think to making sure, like you said, like do those internships, like that's like a part of your process. It's a part of your life. It's not like, like you said, like sprinting to this finish line. Well, what if you didn't enjoy the journey to get there? Like likely you're probably not going to enjoy the destination either. So I think if you can kind of look back, I mean, everyone has like a track record, even if you're just a student, like you look back on, you know, high school or, or where you were successful and, you know, you, you don't just like get lucky, like you work really hard for what you get. So just know that, um, I think Holly Rose said it at the virtual conference. It was like, be really good where you are right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you're going to get to where you want to be, but enjoying the, the journey. I mean, that's like your life, like just make sure you enjoy what you do. And, um, you'll definitely, you'll get to this. Well, I don't know if it's a finish line, but your every day will be your finish line because there's no destination. So maybe it's not a finish line. I don't know what it is, but, um, marathon, the nice little marathon. marathon, right? It's a marathon, not a sprint, not a sprint. Well, Auburn, thanks so much for being on today. H2P. He held a pit. Held a pit. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. 
If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports RD Snippets to see what Sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so please stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.